Rewinding. Rewinding Kaya FM on FM Rewind. Um, and, 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 and maybe, uh, you, Melda, can you take us through your story and, uh, and, and you know, your life before prison and, and what ultimately led you to go to prison? Hello? Hi, yes, please. W- w- would you oh. tell us your story? Oh, hi. Mm. Well, my name is Melda I was incarcerated in 2015 in February for the ultimate crime of passion. I was given a six-year sentence and then served my three-year sentence at the Hoshimampur Female Correctional Center. That is in Pretoria. Mm. And then I was just recently released on parole on the 16th of February, 2018. So it's actually a year since I've been released. And 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 um, maybe the circumstances leading. So what 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 were you uh, sentenced or sentenced for, and what were the circumstances around that? Um, it's so profound that we are we are during the 16 days of activism against women and child abuse. Um, we live in an era where women do women would do absolutely anything to please their spouse, to please a man. Mm. In my in my case, I defaulted a bank to please my then partner. What happened is um, sorry. Where do these guys find you guys? I don't know. <laughs> you know nobody has ever committed a crime for me. <laughs> I I I I, I sit and look at myself in the mirror. I'm like, really? What were you thinking? I mean, can anybody be worth? serving a jail sentence for. Is anybody worth waking up in the morning to go get pub? I mean, give pub na matanda. Who does that? Young Pandela. <laughs> Who does that? Imagine. It's, it's so sad that um, young ladies, we we are so drawn to wanting to be this man and doing anything for him that Yahamba Pandela, like you would say. Yeah. I did exactly that. I went out. I defaulted a bank multiple times. Did you work for the bank? I didn't work for the bank. I was just a first-year business management student, hey? And what, and did, you, what did you do? I go into a bank with your ID, with my picture in it, with your particulars, your bank um, statement, your proof of address, and I just go in and apply for a loan. I mean, it was as easy as that. It became a daily break. It was just a lifestyle. Hmm. And and how and how, how much do you, do you think you are ultimately defrauded? According um, according to the findings, it was almost close to half a million. And how much did you in fact steal? Defraud. It was it was in fact that amount. Um, so they caught you for every single time. Every single cent. Every single time. Every single cent you did not take, they took it as potential fraud. Every single little thing to that five cent that to that I took, I ultimately, I ultimately pay for everything. The time and 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 everything. And, and 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 then you get convicted. I mean, I, I remember my first experience in in in, in going to a prison, um, and and of course it it, it was in the nineties, and it, oh, and, wow. I, and I was going to see a, a cousin, and it was as a visitor, it was scary and horrific I'll use that word as a visitor um, and of course as a lawyer I've, I've come quite acquainted with, with prison 
um, mm-hmm. during my earlier days. So now it's a little bit normalized. But how was your experience? Look, I was only Prison. 19 when it, yeah, I was wow. only 19 when it happened. I was that typical person who would think, you know, as people are in prison, you deserve to be in prison. They are all bad. They should just put away the key and let them watch in here. Yeah. I was, I was three weeks pregnant when I was first incarcerated. And you were sentenced for three years? I was sentenced for six years. I for served six years. three Yes. I want to hear more my about this. I want to hear more about this. It, my it, friend, it, it, gets, it gets thicker. So I- Bringing you a diversity of views and African stories. This is Kaya FM 95.9, home of the Afropolitan. Welcome back to the Law Report. We're talking about um, the effect of correctional supervision. Uh, not correctional supervision, but in fact prison. The effect of incarceration. Does it actually help at all? Does does one actually go in there and come out a better person? But I think an unavoidable topic is the ability of, of human beings to hope and carry hope, notwithstanding the circumstances that they might find themselves. How you overcome the situation of hopelessness where you're finding yourself in jail, the society may have potentially written you off and you come out of there and you try again. How? What? What is it that makes us human have this unrelenting spirit of I want to live and I want to be and I want to become. I'm talking to two uh, ex-offenders, Bidumelo uh, Makobe as well as Melda Lishalabe, uh, who are joining me on the line and joining me in the studio is uh, Deniko Langa Satwayo from Lead Me As I Lead You Movement. Um, so <laughs> before we took the break, Melda, you, you were telling me um, you were telling me that you you were sentenced to six years, but you were three weeks uh, pregnant. Is 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 the father of of this child the same guy that you went to Panda for? But you didn't, you, and you ultimately push out in prison. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was hoping you wouldn't ask that. Okay, I, I, we hey, can skip. Um, we can skip right along. Well, it needs to be said. I guess it's something that needs to be said. Somebody out there will just learn from my from my my, my footage. Yes, yes, and and that's what we wow. hope. That's mm. what we. That's why. That's why I do what I do. Yeah. Well, um, fortunately or unfortunately, okay. Unfortunately, he is the father, but fortunately for me, I gained a daughter. Mm. She's now six and. Believe you me, she's, she's my pillar of strength. There are days where I break down, literally break down, and I just cry and I ask myself, what happened to that young girl who wanted to be a doctor? So that's what you wanted to become? I wanted to actually be a doctor and help as many people as I can. Mm. But then life happened. I'm, I guess everything happens for a reason. And, um, I came to, to realize that in prison that God has a different journey for us. And you might not understand it, but it is like that. She looks at me and says, Mom, don't cry. And I look at her, I'm like, you came at the most horrible time of my life when I was just in varsity, when I met your dad and I thought he's the last man. So you, were, you, were, you, you didn't only want to be a doctor, you, you, were you studying to be one? I was actually studying to, I was studying with the University of Johannesburg to um, banking. I wanted to be a bank analyst. And then I realized along the line that, oh my word, I might just be in the wrong career path, which happens to most, if not many of us. Um, I, I guess 
the doctor in me was just supposed to go to prison and help young women and help young girls like me who are so naive to think that the world and the men in it love them to a point where they would do anything for us and actually it's so sad that they kill us on a daily basis emotionally and physically huh. it's, it's sad and so you before I interrupted you you were talking about how prison you know made you you know you were connecting prison with God yeah hmm. it took me two or four years to actually forgive myself um you spoke about visit there were countless times when my mom came to visit and my family and all I had to do was put, put on the brave face that I'm okay as soon as they leave, I break down and cry, and I ask myself, I mean, can I be such a failure in life? We we have we have Bible study in prison. We have daily devotions in prison. We, if you did not connect with God on the outside, you will literally it will it will bring you closer because that's the only person you have. <clears throat> that's the only thing you can hold on. That's the only hope you can do. Like okay, if God haraga, it will happen. Mm-hmm. It, 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 it is through his will. Mm-hmm. If it's not his will, then it cannot do that and save my time and rehabilitate myself because I always told, I had um, girls come into prison and, and, and I did this thing called Pilate Post where I used to motivate ladies and I told them, you know what? You need to realize that within you is a power. You are a full circle, you're a woman, and within you is a power to nurture, the power to transform, and the power to create. Uh-huh. So do not let any person or any the second person let you feel any other way. But Dumela, I hear you. I hear you coming in a lot, and 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 almost like you know you you short of just saying amen, amen. What? what? <laughs> 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 so you, you you weigh in on this. I I, I sense that you want to. Um, um I must say that um. Being in prison is one of the most difficult things that mm. one can can ever experience, mm. um, especially as a woman. And it it, it really, really, really um, becomes something that will weigh you for the rest of your life. And it will be something that people will label you for the rest of uh, for, for the rest of your life with whatever you did. Mm. But, you know, my, my experience in prison, when I first um, set my foot there, I, you know, you watch TV, you watch overseas movies and so forth. And I myself also, when I was 17, I was four weeks pregnant. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that there were, there were pregnant men in prison. I didn't know there were children in prison. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. while, while I, was, I was on my way to San City, you know, to, to, to get uh, correctional services, oh, I just imagined that, oh my gosh, when I get there to the reception, they're going to take off my shoes, they're going to take my everything. But um, you get there, and you, you, my first night, I, I, I could hardly sleep. Mm-hmm. Because I left home. My kids went to school, and I, I was supposed to come back, and I didn't. And, and and now I'm pregnant, and I don't even know what am I going to do. So on the second day, you get sent to, to, to your section. That's what they call them, you know, where you are going to be housed. Mm. And, and I got a sentence for eight years. And, and you go to anybody with a sentence five years and above, goes to a maximum unit. And that's where I went. And when I got there, remember that I, I came straight from court. I don't have a toothbrush, I don't have a, I don't have anything with me. I don't mm. have my teeth, nothing whatsoever. Mm. But when I got there, I, I got a complete, you know, 
change, a, a, a reception. Let me see, I got a complete reception. Because of when you get there, you get these women who've been there for years. Hmm. And for me, they set me down like, what, what did you do? What's wrong? You, you have to tell your story. I knew. You don't know what you expect. You know what I'm do to you. You so you automatically confess to, to whatever you did. Hmm. And so um, I was very lucky. I was surrounded by, by, by women who said to me, you know, I give you a toothbrush. I give you a face cloth. Wow. On, you know, the, the, you know these, these women just cut in and gave me everything that I needed to buy. Mm. So the, the first, but the second night was the most horrible one because of you would have said that, oh, okay, I can sleep now and tomorrow maybe it will be better and so forth. And mm. you're sleeping in 12 midnight and you get a rude, rude awakening and say, hey, wake up, it's time to pass. And I go fast, but then go away. Why are you passing in the middle of the night? And that is what, happen, what, what, what happens in prison. And, and, and as, as, as you ladies are finding yourself in prison, I mean, what is your imagination of yourself in the context of the outside world? In other words, what do you see? Do you, do you see, you, you know, how do you then, being inside, how do you imagine yourself outside? Being inside, for me, it, it took me a while to, mm. to, 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 to grasp it. Because of I was engulfed by feelings of shame. Yes. Um, yeah. I, I'm from my, my family, uh, you know. I'm, I'm from a good family. I was raised well. My dad was a principal. He sent me to good schools, and now I'm the shameful one in the family. Yep. So for me, it, it hit me very, 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 very hard. It hit me very, very hard to say that what's going to happen to me when I leave this place? Mm. You know. So it forced me into a little corner of being able to, to, to have a meeting with myself, to say that I've left two children at home with my parents, my husband has deserted me, and now I'm pregnant. Now what am I gonna do when I leave prison? Am I going to be a dependent to my parents? Mm. What, 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 how, what, what kind of role model am I going to be to my children? And like she said, that never said, like she said, the only thing that you can hold on to is those pastors that come every day and say, girlfriend, you know, mm. to God, he works, he works, he works, he works. But sometimes you lose the faith. It's a way that, I mean, you know, you are wrong. You can't always expect God to do things for you. You, you also need to, 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 to be accountable. And, and, and ladies, that shame, that, that, that shame that you feel, that shame, the guilt, the, the self-judgment, what is the thing that allows you to transform that, or if you can't transform it, live with that? With me... I had to acknowledge that I did wrong. It started with me acknowledging that, you know, I did wrong. It, it, it all came with making the wrong choices from my, my husband, my relationship and everything else. I had made a wrong choice and I had made bad decisions and I needed to live with that. It, it was time for me to confront that. And that it started with me also having to acknowledge that I have wronged society, I've wronged the people that loved me. So I had to write a letter to my parents, to my friends, to say that if you people knew that you were my friend, I am sorry that I put you through, through this. And after I did that, that is when it, I said to myself, what now? What are you going to do with yourself? And then that is when I said to myself, I've, I've got another qualification. I will never be employed for playable in, in the financial industry. I need to go back to school. Sure. So I, that's when I said to my parents, they were pensioners. They're, they're, my parents are still alive, they're pensioners. And I had to call them. One day they came to visit me on, on a Sunday. I was holding my baby in my arms. And I said to them, mm-hmm. Mama, did you please take me back to school? 
And sure. they said to me, with what? With what? You paid your legal fees, your children go to private schools, with what? Mm-hmm. And I said to them, I will make you proud. Send me back to school. That, that, that was the beginning for me. And fortunately, I, 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 I registered myself with Unica and I, I went back to, to, to study. Sure. I want to bring in uh, somebody who's been waiting quite patiently. Um, uh, Daniel Elanga Sajwayo, um, and as I mentioned, he's from the NGO Lead Me As I Lead You movement. You work a lot. Rewinding, Rewinding Kaya FM on FM Rewind. Visit kayafm.co.za for more.